to the stage, Chris Lane. Bless you, Richard. Thank you. You know, I, I was looking at that display earlier on, that, that uh, kids and youth ministry. It's the kids ministry thing. And I, I just, uh, I'm just so grateful for our guys who work in that. And, and also just wanted to say that I was talking to Marna, uh, who heads up the Ventureland element, and she says that it's actually the second service that they're really struggling for helpers, so you could come to the 9.30, and then you could help at the 7.30. What a great idea. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> Talking of which, uh, Felicity and I, we had a couple of days off, which was very nice, just didn't go anywhere to sit at home. We went out for a nice pub lunch, and it was all a lovely, lovely venue out in the sort of West Hertfordshire countryside. And uh, I just turned to Fliss, and I was, we were all feeling kind of all chilled out, and I thought this was a good moment to, to ask her a very important question I've been ask, wanting to ask her. When we had the GLS, some of you will remember that Bill Hybels talked about blind spots and turn to your friends and neighbors and colleagues and say, do you have any blind spots? Well, we were all sort of chilled in the pub, and, uh, and so I turned to Fliss, I said, Fliss, do, do I have any blind spots? <laughs> well, apparently I've got some blind spots. Apparently I've also got deaf spots as well. <laughs> I'm going to move on quickly. We had a lovely thing happen, just, uh, it's been going on the last week or two actually, but I'm delighted to say to you that Sam Lane, our worship pastor, and his wife Sarah, had a little boy. Bless him. Now don't ask me what he weighs, don't ask me anything else about him, because it's just enough that he's here. But actually, funnily enough, when they brought him home from the hospital, and boy, they get them out quickly, don't they? I mean, I think she was, she was in it for about, what, what, 18 hours. It wasn't even a full day before they turfed her out. But, you know, all went well. Bless God. And he's such a little sweetie pie. He really is. You'll, you'll get to see him soon. But they brought him in. And as he came through the door, there was an immediate response that I, I just knew before anything else happened. I just wanted to lay my hands on him and pray the Father's blessing on him. I just wanted to do that, and uh, it was literally the first thing that I did, and that's obviously kind of mellowed me out a lot, you know, it's a good time, if you want to borrow money off me, it's probably a good time to ask. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> um, but it's, it, you know, we're all chilled, and actually at the moment, Sam and Sarah are living with us because their house, their apartment's still being finished, and so we've had the tremendous privilege of of just being in there and, and, and just seeing this little boy and the way they're, they're finding their feet as parents. It's a, just a delightful thing, but it has set me thinking about the Father's blessing. And, and, and I want to just say straight up, right at the front, that I'm hopefully not going to preach for too long. Now, that means nothing to a preacher, but, but hopefully I'm going to speak just for 20, 25 minutes, something like that, being deliberately succinct. And even this morning, I've cut something out of the talk. And the reason for that is because before we would normally dismiss, I want to give you guys an opportunity to come forward. And I've asked the ministry team if they can sort of pull out all the stops and get me a few extra minister, ministry team to come along the front here. And I want to, to really invite you, and this is a, just as I say, a heads up, not to spring it to you at the end. I, I want to invite any of you who feel that for whatever reason you were denied your father's blessing to feel free at that point to come forward so that we can pray 
the Father's blessing upon you. And also, and this will probably create absolute chaos, but what's a little chaos from time to time? If you just would love a blessing, you know, maybe you're facing some big challenge at the moment, and just to feel the Father's reassuring hand upon your heart, as it were, uh, would be good at this time. So that's going to be an opportunity for you. And of course, if you're up on the balcony, or if, if you're in the middle of a row, there's, a you know, there's an administrative logistical challenge there. You're going to have to turn and say, excuse me, I'd like to go forward. You know, just get over it and just do it, you know. Don't go home thinking and saying to yourself, you know, I really wish I'd gone forward. What was the matter with me? I should have gone forward. Don't do that. I've done that. It's not a fun place to be. So that's what's going to happen in about 20, 25 minutes, just to give you a heads up there. But talking of the blessing, as I was talking to, to, to the autumn uh, preaching team, just felt uh, that it was important that we, we looked at this. And so we're actually going to be unpacking what what the blessing is. Now, if you're wondering what is the blessing, what am I thinking of, and you may have various ideas what that might be, you know, you know if you've been here before that at the end of the service I just say, let's just receive the blessing. And I pray over us, and many of you kind of respond with open arms, the number six blessing. We'll look at that in just a moment. That is the blessing. It it's, sounds a bit like a formula, but it's actually more than a formula. And what I want to do this morning in just these short times, just give you a little bit of a a little bit of a background to the blessing. It really is something that we should crave. It's something that we should long for. It's something actually also that we should, uh, you know, we should be willing to impart to others. You know, when I uh, am meeting people uh, and we get onto religious subjects, which happens from time to time inevitably, as it will f do for you, sometimes, as, as Rich was saying last week, he. Uh, I don't know whether he did today or was it last week, he said that he prayed for somebody at uh, Kanchana's party and that was just a moment. He saw a need for uh, healing and he prayed into that, just took the opportunity. But there are other times when you'll be in a conversation with somebody and you don't really know what to say and that's a really great point at which to say to that person, look, I don't want to embarrass you. I'm not going to go weird on you, but can I just pray a blessing upon you? In 34 years of being a Christian, I have only once had someone refuse that. Once. Everybody, it's something intuitive, it's something almost primeval in us, knows that there is a blessing to be had somewhere. And if you ain't got it, you really know about it. So this is something that, this is a tool that we can give you based on, we believe, sound biblical theology and authority, and something that will be a blessing to you as you seek to be a blessing. I mean, the whole business with phase two and next door is about us seeking to be a blessing. God blesses us that we might be a blessing. That's what it's about. So anyway, let's get straight into it then. There's three verses I want to three little passages of scripture I want to share with you this morning. And the first then, is in Genesis, first book of the Bible. If you've got a, a Bible with you or a smart device, or it'll come up on the screen too. Um, and we'll just have a little look at this. And Abraham, or Abraham, as he was originally called, uh, you know, a, a patriarchal figure that is revered by Jew and, and Muslim alike. We have this common heritage deep in the, the roots of the past in Abraham, and all three major faiths revere him. Abraham, the scripture says, is the father of our faith. 
And the story really began for Abraham, and, and we will consider this, in Ephesians chapter, sorry, Ephesians, in, in Genesis chapter 12. And this is where Abraham appears on the scene. In fact, it's not the first time that God is seen to bless. In fact, while we're there in Genesis, and if you've got your Bible, just flip back with me into Genesis chapter 1, the very first chapter of the Bible. And in verse 27 of, uh, and this isn't going to come up on the screen because I didn't ask the guys to do this, but in 27 of of chapter 1 of Genesis, it says, so God created man in his own image. God created man in his own image. And he created them male and female. He created them. Interesting, isn't it? There's an equality in the sexes in this passage. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. That's why... That's part of why we're passionate about leaving space so that we can grow, because that's part of the fundamental mandate of God's people. You know, occasionally people say to me, it's not about quantity, it's about quality, Chris. Quite frankly, God takes all comers. Fliss and I have been married for 43 years. We do not have a perfect marriage, and we'll probably go to heaven not having a perfect marriage. Certainly if she keeps saying things like I have deaf spots. Uh, <laughs> But the truth is, a lot of people will go to, go to heaven without the perfect marriage. you just got to work at it, folks. Perfection isn't out there. God takes imperfect people. And if you're feeling imperfect and outside, believe me, that's a lie of the enemy. God takes us all. But the fundamental command is to be a blessing. To be blessed as a son and a daughter of the Most High and to be a blessing. We're supposed to give it away. It's supposed to matter to us that there are empty seats in this building. When out on our streets, young teenagers are being stabbed to death. It's supposed to matter to us. And it does matter to us. It really does. And it matters to us that people are hurting. That's why we bust a gut and inconvenienced ourselves to such a degree that we bought this building next door. It's all part of it. It's God's fundamental blessing that we should go forth and multiply. It's also one of the reasons why we feel so tender-hearted to those who are struggling to conceive, and that's why very often I can't help myself, but I, I love to pray with those folks, and we have good success, and currently there are three couples that I'm really aching over. I, it's funny, I ache over them as if they were my own kids, truly, and it bothers me until they come down with that kind of crazy look in their eyes saying, we're pregnant, we're pregnant. It's wonderful. But it's again, it's something very profound, very deep, very sort of primeval. Anyway, in this passage, back to the plot, Genesis chapter 12, this is where God calls Abraham. And it says here, verse 1, the Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. And so the adventure, and so the journey begins. And he says in verse 2, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Right at the beginning there. Not I will get a blessing and go home and feel great about that. I will be blessed and I will be a blessing. 
Verse 3, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. Basically, God is saying, it's personal. It's personal. When people bless you, I will bless them. If they curse you, they better watch out. Because I've got your back, your front, your head, your heart, your feet, your hand. It's personal, says God. When people offend you and speak against you and revile you for your faith and love of Jesus Christ, it's personal. He goes on, he says, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. There it is again. We will be blessed, and they will be blessed. We will be blessed, and they will be blessed. You know, when we teach this, and we do, I said right at the beginning before everybody was in that this is one of our signature talks, and that might surprise you. Funnily enough, the last time we preached on this, I looked it up, was middle of 2013. And we've been preaching this message in one form or other, usually pretty down the line as I'm doing, since probably three, two years after we started the church. We didn't come into this saying, oh yeah, that's definitely going to be one of those messages that we're going to keep preaching. But it was one of those messages that a guy called Bob Crane brought to us. Linda and others will remember his visit and Dan. And, and it really was, it was a bit of an imprint. It was like God said, I'm going to give you some things that are going to be part of who you are, part of your genetic code. And the blessing, being able to receive God's blessing, but also bless others with God's blessing, is part of that genetic code thing. And it's not something that is widely taught in the church of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, there are places, there's one or two nice little books written about it, but it's not something that is widely preached, but it's something we do here. And so there it is. There is this blessing. Now that blessing, if we, if we spent a lot of time unpacking it, and basically over the next three or four weeks, uh, Richard and uh, Mark and I are going to be uh, unpacking it, and uh, we're going to be looking at such topics as prominence, position, power, purpose, provision, prosperity, protection, presence, peace, and a whole lot of other things, beginning with P. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing with an X, because I don't like X. <laughs> but there probably is something, but... It's extraordinary when you start unpacking this. And there are subsequent blessings. In, in the story of Abraham, and I encourage you to read the story, you'll find it interesting and fascinating, and it'll raise one or two questions. There are subsequent blessings that are added to that. Again, God emphasizes to Abraham that this time, at this point in time, is childless. He and his wife have not had that blessing. And if that's something that you are struggling with, you know, God bless you. God hears your cry. And God will bless you. And I believe he'll work that miracle for you. And at this time, it seems ridiculous when God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. He hasn't even got a son or heir, at least not by his real wife, Sarah. It's an extraordinary thing. But he goes on to reiterate that. And then the story unfolds, and I haven't got time to go there. And, and you will enjoy that if you take on a little bit of homework, as it were. Fliss doesn't like me using that word, and probably right too. But anyway, then we go on. I just want to say that this blessing thing, we have learned over the years, is what we call an impartation. It's something that actually is meant to be given away. 
Now, sometimes, you know, healing comes with the laying on of hands. Sometimes it comes with the word of power. Sometimes it comes with intercessory prayer. Sometimes it comes following some kind of deliverance. There's a whole host of means of healing, and you need to get along to, first of all, Equip 101, and then uh, Equip 102 if you want to learn about those things. Is that correct? I've got that, basically, in a week or two's time. But actually, one of the curious things about the blessing is it, uh, laying hands on somebody can help, but it's primarily, it primarily given through a spoken word. The blessing is what is spoken over you. And sometimes, and I think some of you will resonate with this intuitively, if not, if not this way, when somebody curses you, when somebody says something degrading, and you know, you'll never amount to anything. Who do you think you are, you idiot? These things sting. Sticks and stones do break one's bones, and words, they do hurt. And our experience is that the wounds delivered by a stick and a stone will heal up pretty quickly. The words are the ones that actually cut deep, you know? And it's the word of God and Jesus who is the word and the spoken word that brings life. And God has taught us to revere that and to understand that, that we can speak blessing into people's life. It's, it's, it's what we call impartation. So later on, when I, when I speak a word over, and when, excuse me, when the ministry team speaks a word over you, you will be blessed. There is another side to this. Then and I had a conversation about this a long time ago and learned a very important thing is, if words are given by impartation, something that is spoken over you, it is faith that activates the blessing, is it That's not? Right. Faith that activates the blessing. So it can be like, for those of you who are christened, I was christened in 1953 or whenever it was, and my uncle at that point put 10 shillings in a post office account. It's still there, except I can't find the book anymore. <laughs> I could be a millionaire now, compound interest. <laughs> See, that was meant to be a blessing, but I've lost the book. I've forgotten where it is. What it needs for me is to find that book and then go into the uh, post office and say, you owe me. Because that would require a step of faith, uh, belief. But many people actually have God's blessing upon them, but they haven't realized what they've got there. They're a little bit like my prayer at the end of the worship time. We're like toddlers in God's kingdom. We do not realize as yet quite what God has done for us. But as you begin to pray and begin to understand what God, the depth of what God has done for you, it's like stepping out into a wide open space where you can breathe deep. You know when you go on holiday, you finally arrive at your hotel and it's a pretty good room and there's a nice view and you stand on the balcony and you know, stand there and you just go, like you breathe in and you breathe out, thank God we've arrived. And oh Lord, was that journey really necessary, you know? <laughs> it's like that. Life can be like that. You can face all sorts of challenges. And gosh, you know, this year, as I shared a couple of weeks ago, I've been high on challenge for Fliss and myself. But you know, we're breathing deep. We're breathing deep. <sighs> because we're realizing that we're ever stepping into of sunshine of God's love, his ever-present blessing. And it never ceases to leave me amazed. So, impartation. 
Now, at the end of the service, we pray the number six blessing. Can I have that on the screen, Hannah? Thanks. Let's just throw that up. In fact, uh, I'm not going to do that, Deuteronomy 1. Number 622. Thank you. So, uh, let's just find that. Okay, in the church, the screen, here we go. So, in Numbers chapter 6, then, this is pretty early on in the adventure that is the Exodus. And in Numbers chapter 6, verse 22, it says this. The Lord said to Moses, Moses is leading God's people at this stage out in the desert. He says, tell Aaron, and Aaron was the high priest, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now we pray that at the end of the service. It's not, oh, how can we wind the service up? It's actually intentional. We do that very deliberately. And then verse seven is, 27 is interesting. It says, so they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Now actually, curiously enough, the translation here doesn't really help us very much. It, it, it's right, but actually wherever it says the Lord in capitals, it's really saying Yahweh, the name of God. So let me read it again with Yahweh there, and you may understand the meaning a little bit more. So this is how the Lord instructs Aaron, the priest, to pray over God's people. He says, Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Yahweh turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. It's a mark of sonship, a mark of ownership. Don't like that, sounds like a slave. It's the mark of God's favor and presence. I said earlier on, it's personal. It's where God says, these are mine. Mix with them, you mix with me. And what's what I am determined to bless them. I am determined to bless them. That's what God says. What's in the name? There's a lot in the name. In fact, um, we've just spent two weeks with this new baby in our house not knowing the baby's name. Uh, They have now chosen a name, and the name is? Jesus. (laughs) Well, someone's paying attention. That's good. That boy will go far. And they have decided on a name now, but for reasons, I don't know why, I've been told or not, I can't can't mention it yet, but it's it's because they want to tell people themselves. Well, that's quite right. Quite right. Quite right. And I honor that. But isn't that, no. (laughs) So for the last two weeks, we've been calling him Baby, or Baby Lane, or the Little Dude. Or when I've tried to provoke them to make up their minds, I just keep calling him Bob, <laughs> which appalls them. I've tried everything, and now I've tried to seal my lip, you know, all this kind of stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, what, it's, it's the new way. They wanted to get to know him, and it's strange to me, but it's fine. A <laughs> name is important. And so when the name of Yahweh 
is placed upon you. It counts for something. You, as a toddler in God's kingdom, like me, may not actually put much store in it. But in the world that is seen and unseen, the real world that is even now breaking in upon us, the name of Jesus, Jesus Yahweh, Son of God, counts for everything. So, that's good news, isn't it, for the Israelites? God will put their name on them, protect them, but what about us? Last little passage. Galatians chapter 3, just uh, turn with me. I'm skipping on a bit. I'm sorry, Hannah, I, I'm not making life easy for you. Bless your heart. Give Hannah a little round of applause up there. She's a sweetie. Um, so at Galatians chapter 3. And as we, as we look at this passage, I want you to get something, just to remind you of something. As we are sons and daughters, so we are heirs. And this is not something we claim or we've extrapolated. It's something that the scripture really, really majors on. And you know I've got some stories about inheritance and stuff, and I haven't got time to visit that now. But God regards us as his heirs. We will inherit the kingdom. Even now, it's breaking it upon us. And, and this is a theme that Paul picks up in his letter to the Galatians. But it's interesting, not just because of that, but because of something else, a statement he makes in this little passage. So once again, if you have a Bible with you, turn with me to Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 to 29. And uh, it'll come up on the screen as well, I'm sure. And it says this. And Paul is talking about the children of God, as we have been. But verse 26 says this. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. There it is. Faith activates the blessing. For all of you were baptized into Christ, who have been baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. Now, can I just take a little opportunity here to say that we're big on baptism. In fact, we had a monster baptism in our 25th year. Two years ago, we baptized, I always, I can't, is it 70, 60, 70 people just in one sitting, one service. We've already had baptisms this year. But can I take this opportunity to say to you, if you have not been baptized, maybe you're a brand new Christian will you, and you want to get baptized, you're doing Alpha and you will want to get baptized perhaps, or if you've been a Christian a very, very long time and you just haven't got around of it through, through embarrassment or whatever, Listen up, because in the next week or two, Rich is going to be uh, inviting you to, telling you more about our baptisms, which will be in December, and, uh, and also how you can get a little bit of training and stuff to prepare yourself and make the most of that. But this really is something that you need to get down and get done and get out the way, although that sounds like it's root canal therapy or something like that. It's, it's not like that. It's, it's something we need to do. So listen up. Prick your ears up when it comes to baptism, Okay. So Paul says, you know, when we've been baptized, we've been clothed with Christ. And in that blessed state, in that state as a Christian, it says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ. Isn't that interesting? It kind of almost affirms that Genesis 1 reading where it says, God the Father made us in his image, male and female, he created us. And then in verse 29, it says this, if you belong to Christ, you're being baptized and you're following Christ, 
You're putting your trust in Christ. You're seeking to press on into Christ as a believer. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise, the blessing. Not just the blessing, the promise that God made to Abraham. All those benefits, all that provision. And as I said, we will take time to unpack that over the next few weeks. They become yours. You are truly adopted with full rights and privileges into the family of God. That is a wonderful truth. Let's give them a little round of applause, you know. It's a wonderful thing. We are united with Christ through baptism. And as such, there are privileges attached. We need to try and understand and learn and learn from God's word and from one another and our connect groups and the rest, what, what, what that means to, to be a Christian and what privileges and responsibilities, it has to be said, are involved. But also, we need to exercise our faith. We need to ask God for the grace to believe so that we can walk in this blessing. Remember what I said earlier on? Words impart the blessing. Faith activates the blessing. Words impart the blessing. Your words. You can do this. You can pray this over your family your friends, your colleagues, your workmates. And now it's time to do a little business before we run out of time. Joe, why don't you bring the team up here and uh, let's all just stand now, shall we? The blessing. I said right at the beginning, I gave you a heads up that I was going to allow a little time before we have to dismiss and go and get kids and all the rest of it. So that those of you who know or suspect that for whatever reason you were denied a father's blessing, or those of you who actually just need God's blessing at this time because quite frankly you're in the middle of something and there's too much going on in your head. And you just need that hand of reassurance. I'm going to invite the ministry team just come straight along the front here, please. Bless your hearts. Thank you. Just walk right along the front and turn to face the congregation, please. Thank you. This may be a bit chaotic, but hey, just work with it, you know. Just stay where you are for the moment. Bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. Good job. Let's kind of, uh, Nick, could you, would you mind moving along a little bit more that way? We've got a good number here. Okay, I'm going to pray now, and then I'm going to invite you to just come forward. Just, we, we prefer to pray guy to guy and gal to gal. We do break that if really necessary, but that's what we prefer to do. And guys up on the balcony, 
Can I just speak very directly to you? I know sometimes being on the balcony, it's a great experience up there, but sometimes, especially at moments like this, you can feel a little disconnected. And I really want to speak very directly to you and say, listen, please ask yourself the question, do I need to go down those stairs and be, be down here? Just a moment, when I, when I say come down, let me just pray now. Heavenly Father, just want to say thank you the way that you have presenced yourself here this morning and spoken to us. Lord, we bless you and we praise you and we worship you. Oh, God, you take us warts and all. You wash us clean in the blood of Jesus. You put a new robe on our shoulders, ring on our finger, sandals on our feet. You call us son, you call us daughter. You make us your, your heirs, heirs of Abraham's blessing, the blessing which you birthed that you always had mind to do right back there in the book of Genesis. It's alive and well in your church, ministered, present upon, indwelling in your people. And now, Lord, we want to just step into that place, acknowledge, Lord God, that you are our Father. And we want to say, Father, would you bless me? And Father, would you cleanse me and Father would you cause me to be a blessing thank you Jesus, thank you and now Father let nothing hinder anyone that needs to come forward for that blessing to do so this morning so if you're in the middle of a row would you just turn to your name and say excuse me and would you come down if you're not in the middle of a row just, just work your way down to the front same thing up on the balcony there good, bless you guys I see you moving, that's good if we haven't been blessed, it's hard for us to be a blessing. And this church is all about being a blessing. This church is all about being a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And just a moment. We're going to do it twice this morning. Just a moment. I'm going to pray the number six blessing, especially with those of you down the front in mind. Also, if you're trying to conceive in this, just come down here. I, I don't, we don't need to, we, we can also just include that. So just come down here best you can. And can I just say to the ministry team, just listen carefully to me, ministry team. Because so many people are coming forward, don't spend too much time with each person. You can come back in a minute, but I really want everybody who's come down to have a hand placed on them and for us to just send them away knowing that they have been blessed. Okay, I'm going to pray the number six blessing now. And this is for everyone in earshot, but with, especially with these guys in mind. Father, we present ourselves before you some of us have been denied a blessing. In fact, for some of us, we may have even been cursed. And I break the curse in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And now with the authority given to me as a son of God, but also as my standing and ordination, I say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. 
May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. And the saints said, Amen. Okay, we're going to sing a little bit. Now, don't go away just yet, folks. I'm going to pray another blessing in just a moment. But let's just sing this uh, chorus. Thank you. We are no longer strangers to your arms. We are no longer strangers to your arms. By your grace, you have saved us. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer strangers to your we are no longer strangers to your arms. We are no longer strangers to your arms. Cause by your grace you have saved us. We're no longer strangers. We're no longer strangers to your arms. Okay, as always, the prayer team before the service. But there may be a woman here with a trapped nerve on the left-hand side of her neck. There may be a woman who's in fear of catching flu. There may be a man with a damaged uh, right wrist. Someone with problems with their, their toe joints. People with painful walking difficulties sounds like the same person. Someone with pain in the left forearm, acid reflux. Someone with, who suffers from claustrophobia and an older man with problems with the arch of his left foot. If any of those resonate with you, well, you might also like to hang about and just make your way to my right, your left. Well, not doesn't make any way you like and let's get some prayer. But I'm gonna pray the same blessing again for all of us here. And then this ministry time is going to go on for a while. Please feel free to stay. But mums and dads, if you could go and get your kids, that would be good. Let's just prepare again for the blessing. In every part of this room, wherever my voice is heard, in the atrium, the podcast, the balcony, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And everyone said, Amen. I'm just going to bless unborn babies at the moment. Unborn babies at the moment, in the mother's womb at this moment. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, folks. Feel free to stay. We're starting again in 40 minutes. If you want to hang around for the second service, just go. Please respect the moment. Don't chatter too much. There's God's stuff going on. Thank you. I've been